CFMA, Construction Financial Management Association's brand new podcast featuring conversations with our members. I'm your host, Kate Platt, CFMA's Marketing Coordinator. This month, I'm joined by Chief Financial Officer of Grow Construction LLC out of Portland, Oregon, and Certified Construction Industry Professional, Patsy Anderson Dunn. Thanks for joining me, Patsy. Thanks for having me, Kate. So let's just get right into this and start with how exactly did you get into construction finance? Well, it's a a story from birth, I guess. Uh, My parents met in Alaska and my dad is a master mason from Germany and came to the States when he was 21. He went to Alaska um, sponsored by a priest up here. because there was work here and uh, so started doing things and my mom was a student at University of Washington and she came up to Alaska to make money in the summer to make enough to finish her college tuition as an accountant. Um, The joke is in Juneau, uh, Juneau, Alaska, um, is that the first coffee break my dad ever took was the day that my mom walked into Mike's place to be a waitress. He was doing marble crete. I don't know if you remember that old style, uh, the plaster outside where they throw the rocks and it sticks um, outside and watched my mom walk in and went and had coffee. So the rest is history. They're still married and griping at each other today. So, um, and started a general contractor and a masonry business. So you can say I came by it honestly in all the years that we spend saying we're not going to say or do what our parents do. I'm now a construction accountant, a combination of both help my mom in the office, I can lay bricks, and I can grout fireplaces, and um, also balance the books. So uh, that is truly how I got there from the very beginning. Um, I love construction finance because I love to be able to see the things being built and match the numbers to the things that are being built. One of my favorite activities when you get someone new in the office or new AP or new AR or, or just any anybody in there to take a random trip, throw everybody in the car, go out to the job site and say, hey, you paid that invoice. How much did that concrete cost? Or remember those trusses that you said, holy cow, blah, 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 they cost this much? There they are out there. Super fun to have the reality of it. And also neat for the guys to see us out there making that connection, as well as bring them out there in a good, rainy, horrible day when um, you know, you're trying to always get the receipts from the field. The field doesn't want to get them to you. They're driving you crazy. They laugh because you're out there in the rain because you're the office guys. And they hand you the wet receipts. And then we all remember why sometimes we don't get the receipts. Oh so super i mean i i love it and i love seeing it done and knowing that i'm part of creating a thing even if it's um you know getting the finances to the bank to get the financing to build the thing so it's it's in my blood truly i that is an amazing (laughs) journey how did you get involved in with uh, cfma So um, I had my own construction business with a husband and the markets 
fell out, the husband fell out, you know, how those things go. And I had a practice of a whole bunch of other small contractors that I worked with um, from referrals from banks and bonding companies that we worked with when we were building subdivisions. And they would say, can you help another small contractor? Can you help another small contractor? You kind of get this, which makes sense the way I grew up and what I did um, and picked up some clientele. And I was at the point, the market dropped the my clients were getting too big and we were at a point where we needed to do some transition ran into an old friend and um, joined a public accounting firm on the consulting side and built their construction practice um, so through that obviously public accounting uh, to get to take advantage of a lot more resources and so they said go look at this CFMA thing and I walked out of the meeting as part of the board and I thought these are my people this is a fabulous education opportunity for me a networking opportunity for me um, just people that don't mind putting on boots and people that understand numbers and there was so much growth and opportunity and I truly believe that uh, the people that are attracted to CFMA are the, the best of the best, super intelligent, and not only that, friendly, uh, open arms, check competition at the door, couldn't be a better group to get involved with. Uh, I, I felt it from day one, and it has not let me down, you know, and that was, um, shall we say, a few years ago. You are not the first person to tell me that someone brought them to a meeting and walked out a full-fledged on board with everything in love with CFMA. This seems to be a common theme with our members of just mm -hmm. really finding a group of people that they, they love to be with. Yeah, I joke, and I mean this in the most positive way, is I drank the Kool-Aid, I served the Kool-Aid, I'll throw the Kool-Aid at you because it, you know, Hawaiian Punch is fun. It's great, so. It's, and it's even better when it's useful for your career. Mm-hmm. Work-life blend, not balance. I don't know if you can ever balance it, but if you can blend it and you have the resources of education and connections in the field and um, enjoying them and having some of that be part of your social life and you're blending it too, um, what a fabulous combination. Can't ask for anything more. Mm. So what is your favorite project that any one of your companies has worked on that you've been a part of that you just you look back and think wow I helped do this so um, when I, I can tell you exactly um, I, it was a few years back and I worked uh, I was a CFO for a design build company and um, it's called Pine Street Market um, it's it's open I guess in two 2016 and it's in downtown Portland which is where I'm based out of um, and it's in a historic building it's called the carriage and baggage building or was the carriage and baggage building um, and it has uh, feature it features nine of Portland's best chefs there's some uh, excuse me Michelin chefs in there wow. um, and it's in a casual open layout it's almost like a food court but um, it's each the way it's angled is they're directed um, at different like their stands and their restaurants are directed in a different way so you know and then in the center they they share they do shared services dishwashing plates tables busing and um, 
you can go to Pollo Bravo and they have um, what I, what I kind of call it a brand extension. So they pick their three or four favorite dishes and they put it down in the Pine Street Market and you can get that. Or you can go to Olympic Provisions and get a, a charcuterie tray and or you can go to, there's a, a Israeli street food and they have bars and drinks that are associated with their foods. And then you sit in the center, kind of picnic family style, and um, you get to eat. It's very community-based. It's long tables. It's nine amazing restaurants. I don't know if you've heard of Salt and Straw is a famous ice cream place. So you walk around and what we like to do um, is get 10 people go, everybody hits a, a restaurant and we come back to the middle and we share and you have some just fabulous food. But um, the horse and carriage building, was it's a historical site. It was built in 1886 and it was really truly built as a library and a horse-drawn carriage storage facility, like a parking garage for horses. And upstairs on the very top um, were four massive tanks for water for the horses. Well, those got turned into four cell phone towers for the different cell phone providers. They still look like the water towers, but they're truly strong signals in the middle of downtown Portland to provide, oh, wow. well, welcome to, you know, current and, but still have that historical look. Um, there's, uh, it's been different things over years and it sat for probably the last five, six years before we redid it. But ironically, when we opened up the third floor, there, um, there was hay still in it. And there was a huge, huge horse elevator. Now, when I'm talking about a horse elevator, I'm talking about four horses and a carriage and it had the huge cranks and it could pull up, um, the horses and the carriages to the levels and pull them off. So it's huge. And all that was still in there in an atrium and that remains. And so the upstairs rental has that um, carriage elevator sunk a little and it's a sunken area in their office where they do meetings. So it's just, it's a taste of longtime Portland. Um, it preserves history. And then the amazing food, uh, we're a foodie culture in Portland it's, is uh, super fun. It's, um, uh, still in the National Registry of Historical Places, and um, it's got, you can see, they opened up the beams, and it's these massive, massive dug firs um, from years gone by, you know, 1886 when they built it. Um, you can see it. We, we retrofitted it for seismic upgrades for the big earthquake that will be coming in Portland at some point in some year. Hope I'm not there, but you know. Uh, just a really cool combination of some great construction to seismic upgrade, leaving it as a historical building, preserving the, um, the horse and carriage elevator, and um, bringing a taste of Portland. Uh, so if you ever come there, it's Second and Pine. Look it up on the internet, Pine Street Market. It's just, it's, it's just cool. It's just, it's Portland. It's very cool. So you've been a part of quite a few projects. You've lived many lives based on everything you've told me here. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, ask questions and sit back and listen. I, I think that was, I know that's the best piece of advice. Um, don't be afraid to ask a question. Wonder, be curious, always be learning but don't forget to listen to the answers. Don't forget to listen to others, absorb. 
um, and just uh, be aware of your surroundings. It's, uh, you, you know, we're always learning and listening is learning, right? You never know what you're going to hear. Um, yeah, ask questions and listen. And is this the advice you give to someone new in the industry or do you also impart other pearls of wisdom? Well, I'll t I throw that like I throw the Kool-Aid. Um, so yes, I absolutely do. Um, I think that is the best advice and it served me well. Um, and, you know, I guess with the ask questions, I might also add, uh, don't be afraid to speak up. And if you speak up and wrong, are wrong, use it as a lesson and move on. So, and don't, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes because you learn from those. Life lessons aren't so bad, right? And before we let you go here, September is Suicide Prevention Month, and I was hoping you'd share your story about getting involved with the Construction Industry Alliance for Suicide Prevention and all the important work that you and they do. So, uh, I, Kate, you obviously know this is my passion for uh, many, many reasons. Um, for the people out there that don't, don't know, um, I... I uh, have two children. I have five, actually. I have two children. I adopted three, and I lost one to suicide. He was in low-voltage wiring at his uncle's house in Ohio and was coming across the coast because he called and said, Mom, I want to come home. And I said, sure. Do you want to want to skit you? Do you want me to send a brother? Do you want me What? Oh, no, I'll be home. I'll be home. But before he got home and truly he came to one town away um i i lost him he died by suicide in a, a, a he in a park three miles from my house and so i truly believe he came home for me to take care of him um and it was heart-wrenching and uh i didn't have the resources and i didn't know and it's one of those things you bury and you stuff and you can't believe. And as, you know, uh, a mother, you why me and you wonder and um, you just, yeah, question and question and question. And um, I, I'm sure the whole world knows Cal Byer and uh, he's a dear friend of mine and I love him. And I was at uh, actually a CFMA strategic uh, board meeting planning event for a year. And one of the things we had seen at National is his human um, capital presentation. And I thought, this is a great presentation. We should try to get it in Portland. And so I had text Cal. I was like, hey, um, can you come down and do this? You know, bring your wife, stay with me. We'll go do that, you know, favor and come on and he's like sure but would you do me a favor the answer to Cal is always well yes of course what would you like me to do now the significance of this day is one year and one day to the day I lost my son oh wow and um he said would you do a suicide prevention summit so as I suddenly start to sob and put my head on the table in the middle of the board meeting which is you know kind of cool for a tough construction chick that throws the F-bomb like it's sprinkles. Um, I was <laughs> losing my mind and I'm like, yes, how did you know? Because I didn't tell anyone, right? Because the stigma and all those things, right? All the things I'm fighting so hard to get rid of now. Um, and he's like, no, what? I'm like, 
that I lost Brian. He's like, what? Not understanding. So he's like, no, no, I have your Christmas card. I'm like, how go look at it. It's a Christmas card from last year. I didn't send one this year because I just oh. couldn't. So he's yelling at Chris's wife and, oh, you know, no, it is from last year. And I told him the story and he's like, why didn't you call? I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't call anyone. I feel horrible as a, you know, quote unquote, stepmom. I feel horrible as a mom. I feel, why didn't I know? What if, what if? And, and that was a day and a gift from God. And I decided to take all that pain and all that yuckiness and all that stuffing and turn it into a passion for this. So it truly is personal for me and uh, becomes more and more personal every day as we help others and find out more. And if I knew what I knew now before, I maybe, I maybe could have made a difference. But here's what I do know is every day I share, every day I speak, every day I make the effort to do this. Maybe I'm saving someone else's son. Maybe I'm saving someone else's husband. Maybe I'm just helping someone to have a better life, which makes this world a better place. And I know that's awful squishy and soft, but it truly is. And so I was blessed with the opportunity of doing a suicide prevention summit. We have done three planning our fourth i am working with dave um, we're going to do a train the trainer so we have more people speaking on it we in oregon um, are very active on this and i'm lucky to work with lines for life which is a national uh, suicide prevention number you'll see it out everywhere um, and the state of oregon and um just all kinds of providers all the big contractors um in portland we are starting we have a we, we don't have an official name yet but it's you know currently the oregon suicide prevention coalition for construction or something i don't even remember what it is but we have some big players and um we are replicating some of the stuff that um we're not replicating we're trying to work in conjunction with the CIASP Construction Industry Alliance for Suicide Prevention whew, um, to uh, get some materials, see what they have, see what other things they need or what our cause needs and get it out. We're doing, um, we have OSHA organs, um, OSHA and uh, the state and the county and all kinds of people to get this out of branding and education. And so um, I, yeah, that's how I got involved. And construction, I think if you've heard anything about it or listened to any presentation, and if not, and you haven't, go to, you know, the CISP website or CFMA's website or hell, call me up. I'll be glad to talk your ear off and hopefully impart some um, wisdom. And there certainly are a ton of resources and tool talks and all kinds of great things out there now. And we are such a great industry to be primed for this with, you know, doing safety talks and whatnot. Um, just as a general construction practice, um, you know, the health of the mind is as, as important, if not more important than the health of the body. So we have uh, a conduit directly to our people and, you know, stomp out the stigma and get rid of the bad thoughts, um, you know, especially um, in this current uh, world, there's a lot more pressures of if it was bad before, it's worse now. Um, and know that there's people out there, there's resources out there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's my passion. It's, 
it's very personal to me and I've seen some amazing results over the years working on this. I'm excited that we have people out there that are not only interested in proponents, um, it's always great to do a presentation and watch people's faces. I know this is going to sound terrible, turn white and their mouth drop open. And then as they recover from the initial shock of, holy cow, how real is this? Um, to um, see their minds start turning and think about, oh, I have been touched by this, or oh, I did see this, or um, what about this, what about that, and, um, you know, start to become that proponent for the cause. So, and just uh, truly make uh, this world and our industry a better, safer place uh, for, you know, for all of us. It's amazing what you personally have done, what CIASP has been doing, and we can't thank you enough for all of the effort and how honest you've been and how open you've been because this can't work without people like you. And I'm so lucky to be able to do this. Like I said, this um, the day that Cal and I talked was a turn, a huge trajectory in my life to take a lot of pain and turn it into a lot of I don't know if happiness is the right word, but passion or positive, but um, it, it was an opportunity that I truly needed and am so blessed to have. So thank you for everyone who listens. <laughs> You're really giving a lot of people some hope and some answers. So yeah, I hope so. <laughs> thank you for joining us for this month's edition of Voices of CFMA. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure and so glad to be here. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in getting involved with suicide prevention or need resources and education on the topic, please visit preventconstructionsuicide.com. That's all for this time. Join us next month when we sit down with Yvette Aubin to talk about her career and her experiences in construction finance. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and share on social media.